ladies and gentlemen, welcome on back to Mind Your Popcorn. I'm Ricky Uniac. And I'm Chuck Clark. Back a little bit sooner than originally expected, I think. We dropped an episode last week, and at the end of that episode, we were maybe a little bit unsure of when we would be recording next. I think nothing really came to mind to either of us of, like, you know, anything releasing imminently that we would want to cover. And boy, did we really drop the ball because I totally forgot about the show that we're going to be talking about the premiere of today, which is the last of us. Yep. And uh, we also both dropped the ball on our list last week of best of 20. We missed, we missed a big one. We missed an absolutely huge one. Wait, it's because movie or TV TV. And it's because it came out at this time last year. Peacemaker. Oh, man. I, oh, gosh. I Peacemaker even... 100% makes my list. I'll just tell you that right now. Yeah, I don't know where it fits in. I think on for my me, list. I'll tell you what I'm doing on uh, automatically on my list. I'm uh, taking off Glass Onion and everything else. Bumps down below House of Dragons. So Peacemaker slides in at six for me. Dude, I'm trying to find where I wrote down my list at, and I don't know. Oh, that's the MCU rankings as I panically go. Oh, I found it. Okay. Wait, no, that's. What is. That's our. I don't know if this is really bad podcasting. I'm scrolling through my notebook frantically uh, where I write down um, a lot of the 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 list that we come up with on this podcast. And I just came across I totally forgot that we did the Thanksgiving family. Like <laughs> I just came across it. Um, MCU rankings. OK, I don't know exactly where Peacemaker fits into my top 10, but I would make room. A thousand percent. Man, I forgot how great of a show that was. Yeah. Um. But it's somewhere there. Wow, good call. When did you realize? Um. It was. I can't remember what even made me think of it. Um. Maybe because it was on HBO Max. Mm. Some at something. I can't remember what even made me think of it. But like, I, I, it was like not. It was like. It was like. Sun, it was this weekend or something. Okay. Yeah. Whatever my number 10 was in my list is going to be what has to go. Um, and I am giving up searching for it. So, um, yeah. Wow. Totally dropped the ball on that. Um, so, similarly, similarly to that list um, of our top 10 favorite um movies or TV shows from 2022, we're going to be looking ahead to our top 10 most anticipated of 23 for movies and TV. Um, we're going to get to that at the end. That'll be what we cap off the episode with in the middle of it. We're going to be talking about the premiere of the last of us, the 82 minute premiere of the mm-hmm. last of us. Might I add, um, you can, I guess, feel, uh, however you want to feel about that. I saw some, some people on the old Twitter sphere that maybe weren't happy with an 82 minute episode of television. And that just feels like a really weird thing to have an issue with. It's like, why are you going to complain 
that it's longer because uh, spoiler it, I thought it was fantastic. So we'll we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess before we get there, a little bit of a recap. And I don't even know if there's any much or a sports recap. I don't even know if there's much to really go over. It's kind of been well, I mean, the, wild card so, weekend. Yeah, I was gonna say we could. I, when I said that, I was more so thinking about NBA, but we definitely need to talk about wild card weekend because um, Chargers got a Charger. Man, by, <laughs> there's probably the tiniest chance or the smallest chance possible that there's a Chargers fan listening to this episode because there's like four of you in existence. But my God, you must have had a rough Monday. My boy Roy is uh, hurting. Hurting. They fired their OC. Uh, reportedly, Frank Reich is apparently the favorite to take it. So good for him. Good for him. I did not hear that. Yeah, I just I got some updates today. Okay. So. Okay. Um, listen, 27-0, 27-0 with like four minutes left in, in the first half and, yeah. and you don't win that game. I don't care. I mean, I, I can't even make this argument because it's not like charges are a bad team. Like I was going to no. say, I, like, I don't care how bad your defense is, but the charges, I mean, their defense isn't great. Derwin James is like that though. They, okay. they. And Joey Bosa. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, Samuel had three interceptions. And there was a point in the first half where uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence had more completions to Asante Samuel than he did to any Jacksonville wide receiver. In the first quarter, Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions. Four. And you and they still won. Now, I heard a great argument about this. So I was listening to somebody recapping uh that game and they made a really really great point because if you just look at the stat sheet you're like oh my god trevor lawrence threw four interceptions how in god's name do they win this game the jags and after watching you're like well he sort of threw all of his interceptions in like a 25 minute window so he kind of got them all out of the way it's not like it was one every quarter if it was one every quarter I mean, then you're never able to build momentum. It's like Trevor Lawrence had the worst 25 minutes of football imaginable and then played damn near perfect. He he literally he 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 was Nathan Peterman to start the game. Yeah. And he was Joe Montana to end it, apparently. Dude, I I've never seen anything like that. Weirdly enough, it reminded me of the 2021 wildcard game between the Browns and the Steelers where everything was going wrong for Pittsburgh in that first half. I don't know how much of this you remember. I remember it vividly because it's the only playoff football I've ever seen in my life with my with the Browns. But everything that could go wrong did go wrong for the Steelers in that first half. And then they still made it a game in the second half. Um, but ultimately, the Browns didn't pull did, – against all odds, the Browns did not pull a, a charger and blow that game. The Chargers pulled the charger – and man, it's just it's just tough. I it reminded me of when the Colts did this exact same thing, but worse earlier in the regular season. If actually nine more than a month ago. But can you really call it worse if it's in a regular season game and it was thirty three points, Ricky? It was thirty three points, and we are the worst offense in the in the NFL. In a vacuum, sure, but in the context of it being the playoffs and. I mean, I don't know. I, it's who's to say, I guess. Yeah. I mean, obviously Bill's 
Oilers comes to mind as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, well, you do Chargers going to Charger. I mean, Joey I mean, Bosa, no mm. yikes. Yikes. Mm, I, you know, I get it. You're, you're frustrated. And I, I'm somebody as a fan, and I don't even think this is actually debatable. Um, I think being a pass rusher in the NFL is probably one of the more frustrating positions to play because you're basically getting held on the vast majority of plays. And basically it comes down to, did they hold you enough? Like, did they like it? So I can sort of understand his frustration, but dude, you got to be better. You Like you got to be better. You got to understand the situation. And also like, okay, the first unsportsmanlike, you said something, the ref, whatever, had whatever problem, whatever it was, and throws the flag, right? Because, you know what I mean? The second one, you got to know they're they're looking. Like, what? you know what I mean? Keep your emotions. You got it. Like, that's, ten, that's sports 101. You know what I mean? That's life 101. Like, man, you can't, if you've already done it once, you can't draw the second. You know what I mean? Yeah, and honestly, like, I don't really know who should take the most blame for what had happened. Like, I, I really think there's blame to go around as badly as I want to put it all on Staley. Cause I just think he's a clown and he probably shouldn't have a head coaching job for, you know, um, Staley uh, feels like very great coordinator, not a great head coach guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rex Ryan vibes. Yes. Okay. I, I, yeah. Obviously I, I different agree. personality types. Yeah. But, but that same, like, I think Josh McDaniels in that same category can be a great coordinator, which is, which is still being a good, great, great coach, still yeah. being a great coach, just not the head guy. I don't, some people got it. Some people don't. I don't know why I couldn't, I couldn't be either guy. So I, you know what I mean? But, he's got to go, man. I, I don't know how you come back from that, you know, in terms of like keeping the locker room. Um, I, I, I don't know how much you remember this. And I guess I was a little ignorant. Well, actually finish, you finish your point, finish your point first. I was just going to say, like, I guess I was a little ignorant to the history of the chargers franchise and how they're kind of like known for these debacles and, um, no pun intended, but like fumbling, um, uh, and I knew it was a focal point of Staley's when he got hired that he was going to change the culture. And now it's apparent that you actually have not done that. You've only fed into this. So I don't know how, I don't know how he keeps this job. It would not surprise me if Frank Reich gets hired as the OC as a sort of like threat to Staley that basically says like, we will fire you halfway through the season and make Reich the head coach if if things don't like turn around. Yeah, it feels like that. If they do end up going with Frank Reich, I, it definitely feels like that's that. That's the vibe I get. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a guy, and I I know how long was Frank Reich the coach of the Colts? Four, well, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, so four and a half seasons. And I understand that 
some of those seasons weren't the best, but it, Colts were really in a weird situation for those first few years after Andrew Luck retired. We, we've had a quarter, different quarterback every year since he took yeah. over. We had Luck this first year, then the Jacoby year, then yep. Phillip, then Carson, now Matt Ryan slash Ellinger. Yeah, and so I'm not putting that on Frank. I, I it. If he does end up getting hired with the Chargers, I mean, if you're a Chargers fan, it's probably impossible for you to be excited about anything this team does for like, you know, outside of firing Staley, I guess, like, you know, for the foreseeable future. But um, if they do end up going with with Reich, it, I I totally understand why you feel like that. I feel like that, too. Um, I mean, shots out Doug Peterson, shots out Trevor Lawrence. That was crazy. Um, Trevor Lawrence still has not lost a game of football played on a Saturday, which I find insane, not in high school, college, or in the NFL. Yep. Uh, uh Jaguars money line. That's all I'm saying. Dude, they're playing the Chiefs on Saturday, man. Uh, are the Jaguars on Saturday a wagon? People are asking. Uh I'll tell you what, I'm just I I'll I'm a, I'm a hundred percent hammering them against the spread. Nine and a half points is crazy to me. Yeah, and I also feel like I could totally be wrong. So I might I might sound like a complete idiot here. I don't feel like the Chiefs necessarily blow people out in the playoffs. I'm trying to like think about like recent Chiefs playoff games, and I don't really remember a single instance. I'm sure there's maybe one or two, but I don't remember them consistently beating opponents by double digits. Like I know the Browns kept it close when they played them a few years ago. Um, and I guess I'm kind of putting the Jaguars in that same echelon as the Browns that year because the, the Jaguars are good, but they're not the Bills and they're probably not the Bengals, or, which are two teams I would expect to play the Chiefs very hard and, 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 and keep it close. So I do think nine and a half points is a little too much. So Jaguars plus nine and a half. You heard it here first. Let's see. Uh, last year they beat. Well, last year they beat the crap out of the Steelers in the first round. But that Steelers team last year is a seven seed, mm. limped in. Yeah. Um, forty two twenty one. But then they beat the Bills forty two thirty six, and obviously what was one of the greatest games of all time, and then lost to the Bengals by three. Uh, the year they got blown out by the Bucks in the Super Bowl, close with the Browns, but then. Did end up beating the Bills 38-24. So that was... Okay. Yeah. And then they played the Texans one year, beat them 51-31. Boy. Um, How long ago was that? 2019. This is the year they won the Super Bowl. Ah, Beat the Texans 51-31, beat the Titans 35-24 when they made their miracle run to to the AFC Championship game. Um, and then obviously beat the Niners by 11. So I think what you thought. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I might I might come off as an idiot. And I guess that proved to be true. But um, I, I want to shout out. Well, not shout out. I want to I want to talk about two things with you about Super Wildcard Weekend. Okay. Number one, most important. It is time to respect Danny Dimes. Yeah, I never thought we'd get here. I was not a Daniel Jones hater, but I necessarily wasn't a believer. And it's dude can play. I mean, he's been balling all season. My thing with Daniel Jones is not that he is a 
that he is a bad quarterback, but when he plays bad, it's really bad. His floor, I think, is lower than some of the other quarterbacks that I would compare to Daniel Jones, like a Ryan Tannehill, Mm. a Kenny Pickett, a Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I think Daniel Jones is probably ceiling is better than those guys, but I think his floor is also lower. So I want to, ne- I mean, because I think, I don't think the Giants personally are going to win against the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to handle them. I don't know if it'll be, a, I don't think it'll be necessarily a blowout, but I think they'll handle them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the question becomes for next year for Daniel Jones, can you reduce the number of bad games and make those bad games not like, well, then our team has no chance because Daniel Jones is just playing horribly. You know what I mean? Well, he's done it this year, man. I mean, I can't really think off the top of my head of of any bad games he's had. If I'm not mistaken, he's only thrown five interceptions on the year. But only 15 touchdowns. But you got Saquon, man. Let's see. Um, So in the win against the Colts, he threw for 177 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Um, He had a great game against Minnesota the last when they played in the regular season, 334. Uh, Okay, like this game against Washington. They did win, but you remember that Monday night game or Sunday night game against Washington was an ugly, ugly game. He was 21 of 32, 65%, which isn't bad, for 160 yards. Now, obviously, his wide receiver situation is also, mm-hmm. you know, what it is. But there's just so many games where I'm seeing zero touchdowns, zero picks. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, my man, I I need more. <laughs> okay, so, you know, he's you're not drafting him as your, you know, your fantasy quarterback, like at least as your starter. I understand that. But I think given the the weapons he has on offense outside of Saquon, like he's had a pretty damn good year. I'm not saying he should be a pro bowl starter, but I, I certainly didn't expect this giants team to be good this year. So I just wanted to shout out him. The other thing I wanted to bring up um, and pardon my friends here is just fuck Tom Brady, man. This dude and I'm not saying that because I had money on Bucks money line. Not Despite, at all. Not at all. I and I'm I'm truly being genuine here. He is not a good quarterback anymore. He's 45 years old. And I there's something about somebody who doesn't know when to quit, who doesn't know when to give it up that drives me nuts. Like, you're telling me, and I guess I'm speculating here, so apologies if this comes out to be incorrect. It is, I'm under the impression that his marriage didn't work out because he refused to retire. This is what you gave up your marriage for, homie? (laughs) To do that against the Cowboys at home? No, 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 that, that was, I, 
I'm I'm getting so angry just even talking about it. That was pathetic. And it sucks because he's obviously the greatest quarterback of all time. Nobody in the right mind is going to argue that. I just feel like for my own selfish reasons, for the story, for for, for everything, would have loved to see him hang it up after the season. Pro- probably would have loved to see him hang it up after the Bucks won that Super Bowl. Yeah. Um and it does suck that it's ending like this. And I actually don't, actually I don't think it's ending. I think this dude's going to be on the the Raiders next year. <sighs> this guy needs to go, man. I mean, I it wouldn't surprise me if he left. I do remember I vaguely remember that when he was going to leave, part of the attraction of Tampa Bay at the time was that Tampa Bay airport has direct flights to brazil which is obviously where giselle is from so she had easier access to her family which she wanted i think the kids to be part of that future as well um you know wherever he goes he'll be kissing his mouth on this on his lips and you know (laughs) i assume you've seen that i was not aware of this until a co-worker brought this up Oh, I've unfortunately been aware of this for too long. Yeah, I was not aware of this. And then I was like, basically, <laughs> my coworker, Natalie, just like, is just kept every time he comes up, I feel like he makes a comment about it. I'm just like, it is weird. It is a weird thing. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Maybe it's I like maybe it's, a you know, it's a thing, probably a thing from other countries that he picked up while dating a Brazilian woman slash marrying her for. 15 20 years whatever it's been who knows he clearly has a good reason to do it but it's still weird no it can't be the truth because he he i don't even want to i don't even want to say it he it's gonna be tough for me he kisses his dad on the lips okay let's move on let's move away from the subject let's move away uh other notable things, um, the Ravens, uh, Lamar looks like he's piecing out. Um, good luck, I guess. Don't Off the top of your been. head, give me one team you want Lamar to go to. That, that, like, what was the best fit for him? Off the top of your head. Yo, the Jets would be fun. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be it, right? Like, that's. That's got to be the most attractive landing spot. Tampa Bay? No. That if, if, is... if Brady leaves, he's got a great defense to lean him up again. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell K- like Tampa Bay's defense is not great anymore. I don't know what a... they got going on, but they are not the same Tampa Bay defense from two years ago. He's a Florida boy, you know? I, I think the Jets... It, it makes the most sense from a football and personnel perspective for it to be the Jets. Um, that being said, I think he stays with Baltimore because if you're Baltimore, you, you can't let Lamar, you can't let Lamar walk. You can't, they're, you can't they're tired. They are the worst team in football without Lamar. Like they oh, yeah. win one game next year. Yeah. With, without Lamar hundred percent. I mean, shots out Tyler Huntley played a pretty good game. Um, not I mean, your fault that you had a that goal line play is not on you. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. 100. percent The play is designed for him to go low and get pushed into the end zone, and he jumped of his own accord. 
you can literally see one of the players' faces, like, looking at him, like, what are you doing? And, and you heard what J.K. Dobbins said after the game, so that, I mean, that says it all. Well, I think J.K. Dobbins was more so arguing that, like, it should have been an inside run to him. Like, J.K. should have been the one to get the ball, and I agree with that. He also said, he said we win that game with Lamar. Yeah, I don't necessarily, I don't think that was a shot at Huntley, though. I mean, it might have been, but I didn't take it that way. Um, but I, if Lamar's not a Raven next year, I'd be shocked. I, I, I would be stunned. I think they're going to throw the bag at him because they'd be dumb not to. Yeah. Um, I don't really know if there's anything else. We have, we have some exciting matchups, um, I think for, uh, the second week here. I mean, Bill's Bengals, obviously, you know, with it being only what, four weeks at the time of kickoff removed from the Monday not night even. football thing been three i think okay so that would be interesting that game i mean we only got a quarter into it so yeah um and that had the makings it looked like it was going to be entertaining as hell so excited for this um cowboys and niners is an interesting matchup i kind of think the cowboys might have a chance yeah although coming off the short week is Mm. tough yeah Because they play on Saturday, right? Yep. Yeah. And the Niners. So the Niners. No, no, no. No, they play on Sunday. Oh, okay. Okay. Because they played on Saturday. So they got two days of rest, essentially, compared to the Cowboys. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, man. Listen. It was a great weekend. Super wild card weekend. Great first. Uh, the only one game sucked, and it was the last game. Um, so can't really complain about that. Excited for round two. Um, okay. Do we want to talk about The Last of Us? Let's talk about The Last of Us now. All right. I am not going to do a full breakdown of the episode because it's 82 minutes and we'd be here forever. Um I want to do just a base level first impressions, and then we'll kind of get into some, I guess, spoilers. So, Chuck, why don't you start us off? What were your first impressions? And if you can, keep it relatively spoiler free. Um, a really well, really well done. I thought really good. Um, I am looking forward, I think, to the rest of the series more than the pilot, just because I kind of knew the um the I've never played the video game, nor have I like watched gameplay tr- clips, which I guess a lot of people um like I was talking to Duran and another friend of mine, Reese, who both said i I don't know if they well, I think Reese played the game, but Duran like watched another college roommate of ours or friend of ours, Marcus, play the entire game, and apparently people just watch people play the game on like YouTube or Twitch or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I knew this was going to be a cinematic, you know what I mean, thing. And then the opening kind of got spoiled me for me a few weeks ago on accident by scrolling through Facebook videos. Um, got, popped up a nice teens react or people react. Yeah. Teens react video. Oh, up. I love those videos, dude. <laughs> yeah. That, that popped up with this opening. So, and uh, they, yeah, but it was really well made. That opening, um, the opening sort of 
clip, I, or you know what I mean, with John Hanna, the epidemiologist, really hits home, I think. Um, uh, and yeah, I thought it was just really good. I think if you don't know anything about The Last of Us, then you know it's a zombie game that was really popular. Um, definitely gonna, should give it a try because it's really good. Well, I'm so glad that we're both in the same boat because I was not a game player um, either. So I didn't know anything. Well, I knew the premise. I knew it was like a zombie outbreak type post-apocalyptic show centered around the two main characters, Joel and and, and Ellie. Um, But that's the extent of what I knew. So I think from, from the reaction that I've been seeing, from people who enjoy the video games and people who didn't. It's been relatively the same. And I, I've i also seen, like, there's a stigma that goes, that follows um, video game adaptations or TV or movie adaptations of video games. Uh, they're typically not great, uh, with uh, relatively few exceptions. Um, so I think that the first episode... Uh, certainly calmed my nerves and I hope it calmed the nerves of anybody else who was maybe worried about it. But yeah, I, I mean, great first episode. Um, so that being said, there are a few things I'd like to talk about because I, do you have by any chance a spoiler alert or a spoiler uh, warning teed up for the last of us? I don't want to put you on the spot. Um, I only do mine on the spot because I had no idea what I was going to do until did not think about it until this moment. So, okay. Here it goes. Spoiler alert. Oh, there we go. Spoiler alert. Here's your watch. (laughs) If if you didn't know what that clicking was, that that Mm -hmm. is the noise that uh, these type of zombies make. They call them clickers. Um, But all right, there's a few things I'd like to talk about in this episode. Um, most of them taking place in that first 25 minute, like the 25 to 30 minute opening. Yeah. Um, I think as far as setups for an apocalyptic level event, as far as that goes across movies and TV, hopefully you're following me. I thought that that was like an A plus. Mm hmm. Um, this is it's it's sort of a trope or you see a lot of the same tropes in these types of uh, in these types of shows or movies. And for me personally, there are three main things that seem to always happen when they're setting up these types of apocalyptic level storylines in movies and TV. Number one. Animals start to act weird. We see that in the dog. Mercy. To be fair, the I don't think the dog's infected. The dog knows. Right. No. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. The dog knows something's up. Yep. Number two. Low flying helicopters and military jets. Yep. Number three. And this always weirds me out and gives me a strange feeling no matter how many times I see it is a commercial airliner going down. <laughs> And they nailed those three things. You get them all like within the span of like eight minutes, um, which I appreciated because I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. But I thought this setup for this was outstanding. Um, 
you do not have to be a player of the video games, as you and I both know now firsthand, to kind of get a great understanding of what exactly is going on. They do a great job of explaining uh, the opening, like you said, where it's those two doctors on like the 60s talk show talking about what a potential fun, fun guy pandemic would look like and how that could be so devastating i hope to god that's not true i hope that's some made-up shit because that scared the shit out of me it's not unfortunately oh god and the like there is a fungus that's like called the zombie fungus that takes over like ants brains and like controls their body All right, that's it for this episode. <laughs> We're gonna sign off. I was I was literally listening to that and I was like, yeah, that's fake, right? Like, surely they just made that up for for the episode because it, it was terrifying. Um, and it's really unfortunate that that's true. But I, th- I thought the setup was great. And then, um, you know, I I kind of it got a chuckle out of me when we got the time jump because all I could think about was House of the Dragon and. How I'm sure there's a lot of overlap in, in 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 the in the audience between people that watched House of the Dragon and this, and I was like, this is probably gonna chap someone's ass. It was really annoyed with the time jumps in House of the Dragon, but um, listen, I think as the episode as a whole, I we were mainly with Pedro Pascal, not mainly, we're with him the entirety of it. I mean, first episode, he kicked ass. He's fantastic as Joel. Yeah. Um, and I really thought that a lot of the emotional uh, what do I want to call? It? I guess emotional points, especially in the what do they call it? Prelog, prologue, prologue. I say prelog, prologue. Yeah, prologue. Uh, before the time jump, got me hooked, dude. I'm sitting there and I'm like, God damn! I and I didn't know. I fi- I I figured something was gonna happen because I know that in the games. I can say this because you gave the spoiler. I know in the games that Ellie's not his daughter. Right. So I was like, okay, so something clearly happens to his daughter here. And yeah, man, that, that got me a little bit. What about you? I think if it hadn't been spoiled for me three weeks ago, it would have gotten me more. But like I, I said, because I was watching a Teen Reacts video three ago, um, or whatever it was, that was literally just them reacting to the video game opening. That is almost shot for shot exactly what this opening of the TV show was. It was a little less impactful, probably. But I still like the setup, even when we go into, like, the post-apocalyptic stuff. Like, with the kid who put down, um, in, who, like, wanders into the Boston zone or whatever. And just the kind of gruesome nature of what he's doing and how he's like chosen to survive kind of in Boston. Mm. And like the sort of authoritarian setup that has kind of taken over is also interesting. And I, again, that's stuff that I didn't know going into the episode. I had no clue what this world looked like um, or what society looked like really. Um, or what was left of society. Um, so that was really interesting to me. So it, it's an interesting dynamic because, you know, it, it's kind of setting the stage for, all right, it's not just 
you know, it's not just one antagonist being I whatever you want to you want to call it the pandemic, you want to call it the clickers or the the infection, whatever you want to call it. Definitely, there's going to be some uh, some human antagonists throughout this uh, throughout this series. And one of the things that I thought was interesting because I think this is so hard to pull off and 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 make it not feel gimmicky is there were a couple points in that episode where I was like, okay, this is so clearly. Uh, a, a level in the video game like this is so clearly a mission um which again for them to be able to pull that off and at least it, it it worked with me and not feel like a gimmick i think is awesome because um i think that's what holds a lot of these movies or television shows that are based off of video games back so um did you know that this was done by the creator of chernobyl yeah he is like the yeah, the Chernobyl guy and the guy who is a head of Naughty Dog, which is the yeah. video game studio that made the video game. Um, yeah, basically are doing this together. I'm trying to get his uh, name. Is it Craig Mazin? Yeah. Craig Mazin. And then Neil Druckmann is the guy who wrote the story and created the video game, um, which yeah. is great to see that he's involved because, again, I think that that's also – what keeps a lot of these adaptations from um, maybe paying true homage to the original material um, is a lot of times I feel like they're not incorporating the original creators as much as they should be. So I'm glad to see that, uh, that um, they're doing that. Um, another note that I had is Bella Ramsey kicks ass. Like I haven't seen her in anything other than lady Mormont and game of Thrones. Um, and I remember when I saw that she was casted for this, um, again, I don't know much about the character Ellie. I just know that she's a main character and I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Um, but she's great, man. Like she, she, for, again, from what I was able to read from people who played the video game, they were really happy with, uh, Pedro Pascal's Joel and, um, Bella Ramsey's Ellie so far, which is music to my ears because again, that's not something that I'm able to, uh, um, I can't compare them to, 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 to the originals cause I didn't play. So, um, so where, where are you now, now that we're in episode in, is this, is this something that you're going to be setting side a time or setting side time to watch every week? Probably. Yeah. Every Monday when I wake up, cause I think okay. it's, I guess it's dropping Sunday nights. Yeah, there's HBO Sunday night. So I'll be probably, you know, on my way to work. So I'll be, you know, watching it on the old uh, Monday morning or Monday afternoon, wake up and watch schedule. Um, <laughs> I did see some funny tweet. One of the favorite tweet about this, about the episode. Um, well, not necessarily in this episode, because they don't really fight the, any zombies in this episode or anything. But they... Uh, um, I like that uh, somebody tweeted, um, liked The Last of Us adaptation, but can't believe they didn't do the part where Joel gets killed by the clicker 18 times and considers asking for a <laughs> refund. <laughs> I, if For those of you that maybe don't follow that, that's not a spoiler. That's just referencing the fact that the video game is really, really hard and you play as Joel and... Um, I, I'm sure I'm sure there were people who definitely contemplated <laughs> asking for a refund. Um, 
I, I'm kind of going back and forth because I, I did see that like play because this is a, a game that's available on PlayStation. Yeah. So me being an Xbox guy my whole life, um, obviously I didn't have the opportunity to play this, but I actually have a PC now, and I guess it's coming to uh, to to a couple like PC um, stores, and it's on sale. But I'm pretty sure that I'm gonna want. I think I'm just gonna watch the first season, and then. I don't know if the first season is going to line up directly with the first game and it's going to go through the entire storyline of the first game or how the how they're going to uh, line up. But I don't want to get ahead of it in the video game, I don't think. I also am not great with scary video games, and this video game looks very, very scary. I don't I don't do well with that. Yeah, you know, I bought um, Resident Evil Biohazard oh. for VR, too. Um, I played, like, the first, like, 20 30 minutes the level and i got to this point where i kept getting killed and it was very scary the way i kept dying so i had to put the game down forever haven't yeah. picked it up since and i bought it three years ago so <laughs> dude it's tough it, which, i've which is I've saying only, something because those movies are not scary really at all in fact you could say laughable and yeah at times the movies are i mean we can say it, they're bad like <laughs> That first one probably has like that kind of niche, like, okay, but they just really go downhill really fast after that. I feel like I've only tried to play one scary game in, in VR. It's a game called phasmophobia for anyone that's maybe familiar. Um, It's a ghost hunting game where you get put in a house with some friends and you walk around and you got to try and find the ghost and determine what kind of ghost it is. And I'm not joking when I say this, I vomited. (laughs) I got I got sick and I don't think it was the motion sickness. I think I was just so afraid that I got I got physically ill and vomited. So. Fun story there. (laughs) All righty. (laughs) <laughs> moving on um okay so you said that you're going to be watching it i have no problem reviewing this weekly um kind of gives us something to do i don't really think that there's anything else immediately on our radar in terms of like a tv show um between now and probably the mandalorian which is coming in march which we've got a new trailer for the other night it was pretty sick very excited mm-hmm. i have a funny feeling we're going to be talking about the mandalorian here when we move on over to our top 10 most anticipated for 2023 so if that's not the greatest segue of all time i don't know what is let's get into our lists um all right top 10 movies and tv for the both of us we're going to go from number 10 and work our way to number one i'm I'm gonna get it right this time i'm not gonna start with my number one on accident um chuck how many tv shows and movies make up your top 10 Oh, you mean each? It was like uh, 10. What are you talking about? (laughs) There was definitely a better way to ask that question. I'm glad I'm glad you were able to understand. Six movies, four TV shows. Okay, I have seven movies and three TV shows. Okay. All right. Um, You started us off last time. So if you don't mind, I'll start us off this time. Um, I'm also making the prediction that we're going to have one, two, three. I'm going to say we have five. I know for sure we're going to have four. I'm going to say we're going to have five that are on both of our lists. Okay. I'm going to go with just four. Okay. My number 10 is a movie 
this might have made my list for the memes. I don't know because I don't quite understand if I'm taking this movie seriously or not. Is the Super Mario Brothers movie? Okay, that's all you. That's all you. <laughs> I really don't have much to say about it. This might get. It actually probably will get booted off my list once you talk about a movie or a show that I had forgotten about. Um, listen, I love Mario, man. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say. I grew up playing Mario. Um, this cast doesn't particularly excite me all too much. However, I wasn't remotely excited for it until I saw the trailer and the trailer looked really interesting. Uh, I know we just got done talking about how movie adaptations of video games typically aren't great. So this very well might, might fall, uh, uh, fall into that trend, but it's my number 10 and it's probably not going to make it until the end of of this recording. It's probably going to get booted off. Yeah. I couldn't care less about that movie in any way, shape or form. (laughs) So yeah. Not even for the the kitsch factor. I don't know. All right. My number 10 is Knock at the Cabin, the M. Night Shyamalan movie that's coming out in a month or less less than a month, a couple weeks. Okay. Um, Um, Is it too early to kick Super Mario off my (laughs) list? Because I already forgot about that. Go ahead. Um, I am intrigued by the premise of this movie. I think this has a lot of potential um, I did not go to see old because basically I was intrigued by that movie too, but then the reviews came out and they were, you know, a little bit like middling. I think this is stronger source material. So I think this has more potential to be good. I think old had like a 60, like rotten tomatoes range kind of thing. I think this is going to be closer to the eighties and Dave Bautista, man, he's trying to become a real actor. I think it's working. Um, I think this is an interesting project for him to be in. Rupert Grint and M. Night Shyamalan. I haven't watched Servant, but I mean, I hear good things. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how this movie is. I'm hoping it's a return to form. Because I also didn't see Split or um, Glass. Really? Yeah, yeah uh, it was Split and Glass, I'm pretty sure. And yeah. Un- Unbreakable was the... Original. Like, I've original. seen Unbreakable. Unbreakable is great. Unbreakable is is really great. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I it's a great trailer. Um, I actually was just talking to somebody at work about how this movie really intrigues me. Um, I did make the decision though that I have to stay true to my guns, and I'm not putting it in number ten, but it's an honorable mention for me. But I feel all the same way about it that you do. Um, my number nine is another movie and i'm positive this isn't on your list uh it's 65 okay i've seen the trailer for this and i don't know how to feel about it because it seems really really dumb but adam driver's in it and i don't know how to feel about it it's at from what i've been able to gather it's adam driver space time travel and dinosaurs and that's really all i need to know and i'm there i'm gonna be at that movie not a care in the goddamn world with the biggest bucket of popcorn that they're 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 able to give somebody and i'm hoping i'm gonna have a great time um that's really all i have to say about it because again i really know nothing about it you can't even finish like a medium popcorn anymore i'm a big small bad guy now disgrace 
you know, popcorn was never a top stack for me in the in the, in the first place. Really? What's your go-to movie snack? Candy? Junior mints. Junior mints are like the number one. Grab it and eat it for at the movie theater for forever. To the point where I bought junior mints. I will buy junior mints from Walmart and put them in the fridge. And when I'm, if I know like on a weekend I'm not doing anything, and I know I'm gonna try and watch a movie, just for that purpose, for the purpose of at home I will eat junior mints while watching a movie. <laughs> Ricky looks like I I've sent him into prayer. I've sent him into deep. He looks like I'm Damar Hamlin, and he is praying for me. You could not be serious right now. <laughs> I am 100% serious. I can't I can't get into this with you because it's just going to it'll be a never ending conversation. But this did spark a great uh, draft that we could do in the future, which is movie theater snacks. Mm -hmm. Uh, So good to know that I'll have free reign of popcorn at number one overall because you're taking fucking junior mints. Number one, you can have them, dude. (laughs) Junior mints would go undrafted in in, in every other draft. Well, that's great for me because now i don't have to use them in the first round i can use my last round pick on junior mints because i know you're not going to take them well now that so you gave the- that information i'm taking them in like the fourth round <laughs> so just know I, I i i can't believe you what's your number nine my number nine is guardians of the galaxy three okay uh just a note i only put one marvel movie and one marvel tv show on my list so no other marvel movie will be appearing on this list just so you're aware. What? Yeah, I know what I know. Um, but I'm starting to get a little nervous about Ant-Man and I'm slightly feeling more confident about Guardians 3. I'll explain why why I'm confused later on, but um, yes. Uh, give me Jonathan, a reason does it start Guardians. with Jonathan and end with Majors? Is that why you're confused? No, <laughs> because on I know for sure that there's a movie. Oh, your... well, no, 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 no. But that's Sony. I'm okay. in MCU. I'm in MCU. Oh, okay. Okay. Marvel okay. Cinematic Universe movie. Yes. Um, I, I'm on the same boat as you then. So we're fine. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, this is going to be James Gunn's Bond Voyage from the MCU for ever, probably. At least for the foreseeable future, probably the next 10 years. Um, uh, as he gets ready to basic, you know, to run the DC universe, um, this looks interesting. We're going to get Chit, uh, I believe it's no, not Chitwell. That's, um, Baron Mordo from, Hmm. uh, strange. Um, trying to think of the guy who's playing high evolutionary, um, dude from peacemaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, I can't think of his name either. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to get Will Poulter as Adam Warlock. We're getting a bunch of new characters. The the trailer makes it look really interesting. I'm interested to see how they bring in how this new um, Gamora factors into how the team shapes. And James Gunn has said this is the end of this iteration of the teams. And we know Dave Bautista is not playing him anymore. Uh, this is going to be, I think, an emotional ride 
So I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to the humor. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, I will give my thoughts on it, as always, when it appears on my list. But spoiler alert, it is on my list. Um, my number eight. Um, I don't know. I, I think this might be on your list. I'm not entirely sure. Um, is Barbie. That's a lot higher on my list. The okay. Disrespect. Okay. Well, listen, it's hard to say disrespect when we don't really know a ton about the movie. All I know is it's got an amazing cast. Um, and that's really, and it, it and it's Greta Gerwig. So maybe off that alone, it deserves to be in the top five. You could argue, you could certainly argue. Um, I'm not going to push back on that, but it comes in at number eight for me. Um, I absolutely love the memes. Have you seen the Oppenheimer Barbie memes that are going around the internet because those are releasing on the same weekend? Yes, the Barbie versus Oppenheimer, Black House versus the Pink Blue House. Well, it's the people, it's it's the group of guys that are all dressed in suits that look like they're about to go see Oppenheimer, but it's like me and the crew rolling up to see Barbie. And they, they look like they're straight out of the Peaky Blinders. Um, that That's going to be me. I, that's going to be a great weekend. I'm very excited for that weekend. Um, but yeah, Barbie comes in at number eight. All righty. My number eight is... Dune Part Two. Okay. The maybe conclusion to um what Villanueve um version of the Frank cannot remember the guy's last name who wrote the book, but anyways, Dune Part Two. Mm. The conclusion of the story. Um, great cast. I like the first part. Um, but I'm looking forward to the second part, the actual conclusion of the story. Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya, I'm looking forward to their the development of their characters and their relationship going forward. Austin Butler, I have not seen Elvis, but I heard great things. Yeah, Seems to be sticking with that accent for, I guess, the rest of his career. So we'll see how that plays. <laughs> it's a little premature to say rest of his career. I mean, homie had to talk like Elvis for a year straight. I'm an Austin Butler truther, but. That's a conversation for a different episode. Florence Pugh, too. Don't forget, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh is going to be in it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just gr- looking forward to it. By the way, also Butler, not going to be appearing in the Zoe 101 movie. I mean, what's up with that? That's what's crazy. And listen, I know he's busy, but he's not that busy. Come on. <laughs> we we could have – you could have made that a priority. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to watch that movie. I'm not interested in it at all. Wait, that, wait, that's not your number seven? The Zoe 101 movie? <laughs> no. I, I take it back. We're only going to have four that are the same, then not five. <laughs> I got to take that back. All righty. What's your number seven? Um, My number seven, I'm pretty confident this is on your list somewhere. It's my first TV show. It's Gen V. <sighs> number seven? Oh, my goodness. Chuck, man. I, <laughs> you are I don't know what you want me to do. You it's a top crazy. ten. It's a top 10. It, I'm looking forward to all these things. There's not a giant gap. I, you know what? Where was the I, boys on your most, on your best TV list? It was like three or two. Oh, all right. All right. All right. That's all. This, you know what? You know what? I'm just go ahead. Say again, your piece. Again. Say your again, piece. Say your it, piece. It's number seven because we don't know a lot about it. Um, the trailer looked fantastic, though. It looks like it's going to have the same vibe as the boys, which is like brutal and gory and just utterly chaotic, which I'm, I'm very much for. 
Um, I don't know the release date of this. Do you? Is it the summer? Uh, yeah, it's summer. I think it's like May or June time. Yeah, this is this definitely feels like a series where you and I are going to be covering it week. To, well, July seventh week to week. All right, perfect. July seventh. You know where we'll be. Yep. But uh, Gen V is number seven for me. All righty. My number seven a movie whose trailer just released a, either last week or two weeks ago. Renfield, starring Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage. I am not familiar. Oh, this is great. Um, Nicholas Holt plays Renfield. Love Nicholas you know, Holt. Um, you know, Dracula's assistant. Oh, I did see this. Yes. And he's starting to regret being Dracula's assistant. <laughs> so he goes to group therapy. This is such a you movie, man. I, this is such a Chuck movie. It's also directed by the guy who directed the Lego Batman movie. Oh my god, it gets it, it's yeah. I, listen, I'm also, not hating on the movie. This is all you. Also starring Aquafina, Ben Schwartz, and Adrian Martinez. I'm looking at the cast right now. This is wild. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You just when this is one of the surprise hits of 2023. Just know you heard it here first. I mean, not probably not, but like, yeah, definitely. Come on. Um. I do want to shout out Nick Holt really quick because I'm calling him Nick like I know him. Um, Nicholas Holt. Uh, boy, Nick. I just watched The Menu over the weekend. And while we're not going to review that, um, he was absolutely maddening in that movie. And he pissed me off to no end. And it stuck with me the entire day how much I hated this goddamn character. So credit to him because he played it very well. Yeah. Um, 100%. Um. Yeah, in the the Nicholas Holt, I saw someone tweet. It was like Nicholas Holt and Colin Farrell are both in the same trap where they are leading man looks. So people try to cast them as leading men people, but really, what they need to be in is weird guy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. I don't want to bash on Nicholas Holt. It. I can't tell if this is a good-looking guy or not. I, I don't know what he is. In in some movies, I'm like, oh, my God, this this dude's beautiful. And then in other movies, and I'm not, I'm not going to say Mad Max because there's the only good-looking person in Mad Max is Tom Hardy. Uh, Rosie Wheatley. Rosie Huntington Wheatley. Okay, okay, fair. <laughs> um, but Nicholas All of them, really. All the wives. Uh, Charlize Theron, too. Um, but... Nicholas Holt's a weird looking dude, but I think he might be like insanely good looking or he might be insanely bad looking. I have no clue. <laughs> Not a good judge of male features is what no. you're saying. Well, no, I mean, cause I mean, on the other side, Nicholas Cage. Drop dead beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know what to make of Nicholas Holt. Anywho, we're getting off topic here. So, okay. So your number seven is Renfield. Um, I did see that trailer. It does look interesting. Um, I'll be curious to see the vibe around the movie when it comes out. Uh, my number six, another movie. I have Oppenheimer. Okay, not appearing on my list. Ooh, okay, alrighty. Um, again, stellar cast. Um, I, I 
the memes around this right now with it coming out on the same weekend as Barbie, like we mentioned, are absolutely hilarious. I am very, very pumped that um, Killian Murphy is getting a leading role. Um, it feels like this is uh, long overdue. I think he's fantastic. It's Christopher Nolan as well. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Christopher Nolan fan. Um, this has all the makings of um, a great movie. Hopefully, I'm just going to read off some of this cast because I'm looking at it now and it still blows my mind. Um, Killian Murphy, uh, Murphy, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Rami Malek, Florence Pugh, Benny Safdie, Michael Angarano. I'm not entirely sure. I'll just base off the name. Josh Harnett and Kenneth Branagh. I mean, God damn, dude. Um, the cast alone is enough for it to make my top 10, but it's number six on my list. Uh, Michael Angarano, do you know where he's from? I got to look up a picture of him. Oh, he doesn't look familiar. Oh, yes, he does. Wait a second. Sky when High? I, yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> wow, I'm pumped I got that. Um, also, uh, he wasn't listed on the cast list right there, but I know for a fact that he's in this movie. Josh Peck's in this movie, which that yes. alone is enough to make me go to the theater to be like, what kind of role could this dude be playing? He is playing Kenneth Bainbridge, apparently. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. A physicist. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, number six on my list. Um, what uh, what is your number six? My number six is the television series Ahsoka. Mm, okay. Um, I am a fan of Star Wars Rebels. And I will finish my rewatch before the show comes out. Um, this is a continuation of that show, which I love. I think Rosario Dawson's a great actress who can, I think, handle the role. I'm also looking forward to the return of or to this actress who's playing Sabine Wren. I'm intrigued to see what they do with this series and where it goes. Um. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm, uh, you know, this is uh, one of two Star Wars shows uh, on my list. So, yeah, there we go. I have no idea what your other Star Wars show could be. Um, spoiler alert, Ahsoka not on my list. Yeah, I figured. Um, and that's because I haven't watched Rebels. So yes. I, I just you, don't have that. Yeah. I need, I, I'm going to have to. When does that put, come out? Ahsoka comes out, I believe, May, because Mandalorian is March. And I believe Ahsoka, like there's like a like a month or like a couple weeks break. Um, and then Ahsoka starts. Yeah, okay, there is no date, I guess. It's just sometime this year. Okay. Okay. Um all right, get into the top five now. Top five. Number five for me. TV show. A Marvel TV show. Mm, could we be the same one? Secret Invasion. It is my number five as well. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. Um, I think that this actually made my list last year of what I was anticipated for in 2022. Yeah, because um, it was uh, originally slated to come out last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this. I was a little nervous about it because, like, we hadn't it, – it got pushed back. We hadn't really heard anything about it. Then we got that trailer, and I was like, ooh – 
the vibes in this trailer, I'm if assuming that that aligns with the vibes that the show is actually going to have, I'm all for it. Um, I'm very much like you right now, where my appetite for Marvel is kind of at a minimum. But this is I this is just, I think, different enough. A a crime thriller uh, mystery, if you will. Um, uh, and it's it's been now on my radar really ever since it was announced. Um, and I'm very, very thankful that we're finally getting it this year. I agree. All, all the same stuff. I'm I'm looking forward to the intrigue with Nick Fury's sort of world and what that looks like. Um, we're going to get obvious. We're getting Kim or appearances from Don Cheadle and Martin Freeman as well. Um, I can't wait to see what role Amelia Clark and Olivia Coleman have in this show. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking up a release date and we don't have one yet. It says early 2023. So they're not going to drop that during the same time as the Mandalorian. Disney Plus wouldn't do that. So uh, I assume we'll get a trailer during the Super Bowl. It feels like that, doesn't it? Yeah. And maybe like a. Well, I mean, if Ahsoka's premiering in May. Well, Ahsoka so, doesn't have a release date. Oh, then this feels like maybe a May, a May release, a late April, May. It, Mandalorian. Let's say I don't know how many how many episodes does. Um, let's Mandal- just say. It'll probably have 10. Yeah, like 10 or so. And it starts in March. March 1st is the first one. So that runs it through May. So yeah. that would, I would get venture to say Secret Invasion might start at maybe tail end of that, like April. They might do some overlap where like Mandalorian drops on like Sundays or something or mm-hmm. Saturday. You know what I mean? Or Fridays, Thursdays, and they'll drop Secret Invasion Tuesdays or Wednesdays. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, starting then, and then Ahsoka will be like June time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I am excited. Um, I'm trying to think. Eight I... episodes for. Okay. So, yeah, this could be that if it's eight episodes for The Mandalorian Season 3, that has it ending right at the end of April. Um, this could be a May, an early May release. Um, mm. I imagine we won't have to wait too much longer, though, to get the actual release date because it feels like they might, like you said, they might drop a trailer here soon. Hopefully it's the Super Bowl. Okay, so that was also your number five. Yep. Um, so I can move into my number four, and I'm letting you know right now. This is going to piss you off. I'm sorry. Um, number four, I have Across the Spider-Verse. Listen, top five is is, is fine. Okay. You know, I know how you feel about it. It's fine. Um, I am still very, very excited for this. I will be seeing this movie uh, the weekend it comes out. Um, I am definitely going to need to rewatch the first movie. I've only seen it once. Um, I, I have very fond, uh, memories of my time viewing it. Um, I'm going to have to rewatch it. I'm gonna have to get back into it, but I, I mean, it's Spider-Man. Um, I, it's certainly, I know it's number one for you and a lot, most other people in terms of like the best Spider-Man movie ever. Um, for me, it's in contention. Uh, the first one that is so, um, 
naturally super, super pumped for Across the Spider-Verse. The trailer is insane. I've probably watched the trailer like 15 to 20 times. So number four for me. All righty. My number four, Mandalorian season three. Okay. Um, watched the new trailer yesterday. I'm pumped. Um, also getting into some more rebels tie-ins with this season, probably because the Mandalorian arc plays a huge role in the, in season three of that show. Um, and you're getting a lot more of that with Bo-Katan and some other stuff in the dark saber. Interesting to see how they put the Mandal Mando as like sort of maybe embracing a leadership role within the Mandalorian society and how that's going to work. What he wants to do and a Grogu force powers continuing to develop. Yeah. And yeah. And maybe of fighting a Jedi or Sith. We don't know. We don't know. That trailer was interesting because uh, you do get shots of what appears to be Jedi if for like a split second. And I couldn't really tell if that was like a flashback or like like what exactly that was. Um, I'm so excited for the show. It's a little bit higher on my list. Spoiler alert. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it when 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 uh, when we get there. Number three for me. The Guardians of the Galaxy volume three. OK. Um, I'm just going to basically say ditto to everything that you said, because I feel the, the exact same way. Um, this, this does feel a little bit different because it kind of feels like a farewell, uh, for a lot of these characters. I'm expecting it to be, uh, classically funny, like all the guardians movies are. Um, I'm expecting it also to be rather emotional, maybe, um, uh, kind of uh, maybe being a bit of a surprise compared to the first two movies. Um, but we're definitely going to be saying goodbye to some characters and I'm expecting some tears to be shed. Um, and I'm definitely, if this is the end of James Gunn directing MCU movies, uh, I have no doubt that it would be like a, a proper ending. And uh, I've, I really have no concern or doubt that this movie is not going to be awesome. So number three for me. All righty. My number three is Barbie. Okay. Trailer, teaser trailer blew me away. Uh, absolutely love Greta Gerwig directed movies. Little Women was amazing. If you haven't seen it, you should go see it. Margot Robbie and basically with Mar with when Barbie and Oppenheimer drop, every single actor in Hollywood, I guess, is just gonna be like out and about doing press tours because they're all in these two movies. Yeah, <laughs> they're all in these two movies. <laughs> It feels like that. Um, which one are you going to see first? Which one are you going to prioritize? I mean, I, it's got to be Barbie because it's higher on your list. Uh, yeah. What are we talking about? Barbie. Um, it just looks like a fun world. I can't wait to see what her. What she's doing with this movie with Barbara. I found out her name today. Barbara Millicent Richards, I guess the official name of Barbie. <laughs> what this world look, you know what I mean? It's supposed to feel like I can't wait. Um, that is a July 21st release date. So summer movie. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to it as well, obviously. Um, my number two, my last TV show, Mandalorian season three. Okay. Everything you said, again, I'll echo, I'll say ditto. Um, I'm really looking forward to where they pick up after 
Mandalorian season 2.5, which were those two episodes of uh, Boba Fett that we got. Um, I saw this great meme today. Oh my gosh. I got to see if I can find it. Um, somebody posted on Twitter. Hold on. This is really bad podcasting. I have to pull it up though, because it's so funny. So it's the tweet is, or the tweet reads, the reaction of Star Wars fans who skipped the book of Boba Fett and just jumped into the Mandalorian season three. And it's an image of Oscar Isaac of, of, uh, uh, his character, I can't. His name's escaping me in Star Wars, and it just says somehow Grogu returned. <laughs> <laughs> I was biting oh, I, my I tongue saw, at work, dude. I was like, this is perfect. I saw another one for that, but for a different movie <laughs> announcement. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Passion of the Christ two. <laughs> And it said, somehow, Jesus has returned. <laughs> There's not many times where <laughs> that it catch my breath on this podcast from laughing so hard. But <laughs> it's a great meme, man. I I've never seen it before today, and I'm 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 very thankful that we've now I've 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 been able to to, to get it twice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Mandalorian number two on my list. Somehow Grogu returned. Um, for those of you that didn't watch the book of Boba Fett, just go watch those those two episodes. That's really all you need to watch. I think it's episodes um, four and five or something. By far the best two. My God. Oh yeah. I no shocker that that show didn't end up on either of our uh, tops uh, from 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 last episode. But um, all right, Chuck, your number two. My number two is Gen V. Okay. Yeah, man. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the boys is hitting on all cylinders. They wouldn't have done this unless they had a specific plan they want to do. I mean, superhero university students playing hunger games to get a superhero spot sounds like a winning formula to me for the boys and we're going to get more ashley and more a train i can't wait for it i don't know what to tell you love the boys listen i'm not arguing with you man i actually i just got um one of my best friends who he he and i love to throw tv show recommendations at each other and I've gotten to the point now where with him, I've had to stop watching the shows that he recommends to me because I, he never watches the ones that I recommend to him. And there was this, this show that he really wanted me to start watching, which I started. And I was like, all right, if I do this, you have to start watching the boys. That was the show I was begging him to start. And he finally did. We actually watched season one, episode one over the weekend. And he, he was immediately hooked. Um, so I'm proud to say that hopefully I'm bringing somebody else into the boys' uh, obsession along with you and I. Good. Let's be evangelicals. Yes. For the boys. Um, <laughs> my number one, um, I have Dune 2. Okay. Um, I think Dune was number one on when my list last year when we did this. Dune 2 is number one on my list this year. I adored the first one. I really feel like I had been waiting for uh, a great science fiction film. Um, 
uh, or I guess I should say science fiction series, even though this might just be two movies. We don't really know what they're going to be doing yet. If they're going to be splitting up this into part two, part three, part four, we, we don't know he, yet. He wants to do the third or the second book as a third movie, I believe, is what he wants to do. Um, they're also doing, remember, the prequel series about the sisterhood. Yes. Yes, I remember that. Um, I mean, listen, sign me up for part two. I'm excited that we're finally going to get uh, more Zendaya because she's like barely in the first movie. Spoiler alert. Um, even though they used they marketed the shit out of her when they, when they were when they were marketing this movie um, the first go around. But very excited for June two, number one on my list. Um, and Chuck. Um, and one plus one is two. <laughs> I, I know what I know what your number one is, but let's go. It wasn't even a thought when I literally put this thing together. My two was Gen V. My number one, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I mean, the trailer basically had me in tears. There was it was I was keeping them dry when, when I watched that trailer. I'm st- I can't. I've had to. I, I'm trying to mute though because I'm seeing too many like things on Twitter. I just need to mute all information and i'm trying to go in this movie as blank as possible i think this is my number one on my list last year when i thought it was, it was coming out last year i gotta know what to tell you but ever since i watched the first movie i've been waiting for this movie so yeah not only was it number one on your list last year we when we also did our 21 recap it, the first movie was number one on your list like in terms of your top from 21 if i'm not mistaken no uh, not from well the movie came out in 2018 so we oh, did. Okay. This then, was yeah. number one on my list of Spider-Man movies. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm getting confused with. Um, yeah, I, 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 when I was thinking, when I was com- coming up with my list, I was like, all right, I know what Chuck's number one is. Like, with, without a doubt, I know what his number one is. I was pretty confident that Gen V was going to be your two. I knew for sure it was in your top five, but I was like, this might be his two. But we really hadn't talked about it outside of that trailer that dropped, so I wasn't entirely sure. Um. But just to sort of recap our list here, I'll start with you. Going from 10 all the way up to 1, you have Knock at the Cabin, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Doom 2, Renfield, the Ahsoka series, Secret Invasion, The Mandalorian Season 3, Barbie, Gen V, and Across the Spider-Verse. I have, going from 10 to 1, Super Mario uh, Brothers movie, 65, Barbie, Gen V, Oppenheimer, Secret Invasion, Across the Spider-Verse, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, The Mandalorian Season 3, and Dune 2, and Chuck, The Overhit. Yep. Six. He had seven. Seven. Uh, Guardians 3. Yeah. Dune 2. Yep. Secret Invasion, Mandalorian, oh. Barbie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Seven, seven, seven. Yep. So, um... Glad to see we're well aligned as podcast yep. hosts. I think I think that's great. I think this is great news for the listeners. I don't think we're going to be arguing about what we're going to be covering for uh, for this year. Um, I just I feel really good about this year for movies. I had seen some people saying like on some other like podcasts I listened to like towards the end of like 22 that like 23 might be like. The first great year for movies since. I think they were saying like 20, 2018, 2017. I can't remember what year they were comparing it to. Um, but it feels like it has a chance. There's a lot of anticipation from a lot of people 
around a lot of these releases, these movie releases like Barbie and Oppenheimer, um, obviously the Marvel stuff, but even like the smaller movies, like I know it's M. Night Shyamalan, but Knock at the Cabin. Like, I'm very glad that that made your list because that would have that I would have I definitely forgot about it. I'm surprised Killers of the Flower Moon might have made your list. The Martin It made my list last year, if you remember. It made my list last year, and then it got delayed. I didn't include it this year because it doesn't have a release date yet. We still don't know when it's coming out. Um, but if it were to get announced tomorrow. It's somewhere on my top ten. I, I guess see you later, Mario. I I don't know. Um, and then what was the other movie? I feel like there was another movie that I thought might make one of our lists, but didn't. Um, that 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 might that might have been it. Oh, shout out to uh, there's a TV show coming out um, that I was almost gonna put on my thing. White House Plumbers. Oh, I'm not familiar. Woody Harrelson and Justin Thoreau play the guys who were on Nixon's plumbers that broke into Watergate. Oh, that's amazing. And the guy who directed Veep is directing the series. I am not. I'll have to I'll have to get caught up on that. And it's based on a book by one of the conspirators. So. Oh. Okay. well, that's now on my radar. Um. I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think if there was anything that I was maybe thinking was going to make your list that didn't. Um, I don't think so. I really feel that, like... I thought maybe Ant-Man Quantumania might also make one of the... Might make your list. Um, I, I bought my tickets today for it, but... Um, I... I I don't even think it was even an honorable mention on my list. Again, just because we talked about like that, just my appetite for Marvel, despite the fact that I'm giving them my money as soon as I possibly could. Yeah. Uh, the appetite's just not there. Um, Bo is I'm a still fra- excited. A fast X I thought might make your, uh, Oh, come on. <laughs> Listen, who, this who is- do you take me for, man? So I know, I just know you're living your life a quarter mile at the time. That's all I know. Oh, oh God. I'm going to, Bo is Afraid, which is from Ari Aster, the same guy did Hereditary in Midsummer with Joaquin Phoenix. I am not familiar. Oh, yes, I am. I did see. I saw this. uh, This meme, the meme of Joaquin sitting in the beach chair looking over. Um, Little Mermaid. I didn't I guess I didn't think that was going to make our list, but, you know, that's just another notable one. Um, no one picked the flash. Thank God. Cause I don't, I, you know what? Actually, I am surprised one movie didn't make yours. Okay. The new mission impossible movie. You know, I haven't seen ghost protocol or in, like, I've only seen the first mission impossible movie. Oh, I was under the impression that you kept up with the movies. I want to, I should, I really should go watch. Like I've actually seen, maybe I've seen a second one too. But I haven't seen like three, four on or on. And this is seven part one. I have yeah, no whatever. I have yeah, it's part one. He's doing part one and part two. And I don't know, maybe Tom Cruise, like Tom Brady, will like just die on the field. <laughs> it feels Tom like Cruise that. is going to like. Yeah. Um, Indiana Jones. Uh, don't. Don't care. Um, 
Oh, I do have another movie that I was. I guess I'm a little surprised. Uh, I not a not a big surprise. I thought there was a chance it might have been. It was almost on my list. Was the Wonka movie? I thought about that too, but uh, I think in the end I'm a little more intrigued. Maybe it's just recency bias because it's about to come out. Knock at the cabin. I'm slightly more. It's on the mind right now, so I thought it was worth putting on. I am intrigued for Wonka. Um, that might be an interesting movie. Um, another movie that I wasn't sure how you felt about. Now we're just talking about movies coming out this year. Why not? Um, Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I personally don't care about this movie, but. Um, it'll be a movie that I'll definitely try and see, uh, cause I like the Hunger Games, uh, franchise, but again, don't know a whole lot about it. Um, yeah, I just know it's a prequel. Rachel Zegler's in it. Um, I saw, you know, you can tell I'm not a Hunger Games fan because I saw the Hunger Games. What was the last installment? Um, Mockingjay Part 2. I saw Mockingjay Part 1 and didn't go and see Mockingjay Part 2. Still have never seen it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, hey, it's. You know what I thought might make your list is Magic, Magic Mike's Last Dance. I thought, you know, Ricky. <laughs> I mean, it's Steven Soderbergh. I mean, come on. I'm going to do the Drewski meme and hit you with a. What do you mean by that? <laughs> uh, I haven't seen the Creed movies, so I figured Creed. Yeah, that was another one. Um, that But that has. I think we did we talk about this, how we both might want to get caught up on Creed and potentially see yeah. new one. Um, because I mean, the Jonathan Majors, so I mean, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. I mean, <laughs> Anthony Ramos, though, isn't, isn't he the lead now in that movie? Uh, yeah, it's him and Ron Perlman. I'm assuming Ron Perlman is the voice of one of the uh transformers god i hope so because if he's actually acting in that movie i will not be going to see it um and it's set in the i guess pre like after bumblebee but before the main transformers timeline that's that's a franchise that just won't die yeah what is that's who's a zombie keeping, has anyone checked that franchise, that franchise? who's keeping it alive who? there's a fungus there's a fungus somewhere over there they need to check it out it's like arby's Who's keeping Arby's in the Transformers franchise in business? Uh, we, you know what movie we didn't make my list? The only DC movie that might have made my list, uh, Blue Beetle. I just don't care. See, I think they'll keep Blue Beetle, no matter what happens. But you know, that's just me. I'm a, I'm a fan, so. I don't know what a Blue Beetle is. Um, I listen. We're we're gonna be here all night, which I would be down to do honestly. But I know that you need to get to work. Um, so we're gonna wrap this up. A very similarly, I cannot say that word for the life of me. Just like how we ended last episode. Um, might be back next week to talk about the second episode of The Last of Us. It might be a couple weeks in between. Don't really know. It's a weird time, but you 
bet your ass the next episode we have, we will be at least talking about The Last of Us Episode 2 and Episode 3, however many episodes we need to get caught up in real time. Um, in the meantime, feel free to go ahead and follow us on Twitter. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at MindPopcorn. You can find both Chuck's and my own personal Twitter handle in the bio of the podcast Twitter. Feel free to give us both a follow on there. Um, you can follow the podcast on TikTok. We are at MindYourPopcorn on TikTok. If you're listening on Apple or uh, Spotify, please go ahead and leave us a review. doesn't matter if it's one star or five stars. Any review helps. We would certainly appreciate it. Chuck, anything you'd like to say before we go ahead and, and sign off? Don't bet on Buddy Heald assists over. You are not the only one, Ricky, who I've seen lose a parlay on that. Also, don't bet on Brooke Lopez over rebounds because I'm currently getting burned on it right now. Well, Giannis, with Giannis out, you would think that's a smart one. But uh, well, it's it's six minutes left in the third. He has one and I need him over six and a half. And it looks like it's the only leg of this parlay that's not going to hit. So I have Scotty Barnes over 14 and a half points. He's sitting at nine. He should hit it. I have the over at 222. The over is they're sitting at 170 right now. So that that over is hitting. And then I have Milwaukee alternate spread plus 20 and a half. So Brooke Lopez is going to be the reason why I don't hit a plus 400 four-leg parlay, and he will be dead to me. That makes sense. I mean, he, mean, he might have gotten hurt. You don't he's know. not. He's playing. I'm monitoring his minutes. He's playing. <laughs> he's he, he's just working out. He's just running up and down the field. He's just working out. He's having a great time. He was hitting some threes against the Pacers. Well, I need him to start hitting some boards, all right? That's what I need. Um, I'm updating. One rebound. He's putting up points. He's 15-1-1 one one right now. Homie, get off the three-point line and get some offensive boards. He's three or four from three-point line, so he he ain't sitting around that glass anytime soon on offense. Who are they playing? At, they're playing the Raptors right now. Yeah. I Listen, we need to wrap this episode up. I've had a shit last three days when it's come to betting. It's been brutal. Um, I got to be better. There's no other way around it. I got to be better. I can't, I can't be taken over six and a half rebounds, Brooke Lopez. I can't, I can't even bet Brooke Lopez, dude. I don't know what I'm doing, but that being said, um, take it easy, everyone. We will be back when we will be back. Um, and we will talk to everybody next time.